Here's the ultimate riddle for humanity. Can humanity ever truly define the terms normal or weird? Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. Joining me today is my producer Mandy once again to help me out. Hello Mandy, how are you? I'm fabulous, how are you going? I'm doing well myself, thanks for asking. Well that's good to hear, I know that there was some sad news this week that you've been affected by. Yeah, even though it's not really supposed to um, affect me personally, but the Queen passed away. Yeah, it was sad for a lot of people and for a lot of countries because obviously being a Commonwealth leader, she has been the leader of many countries. So before we get started, I'd like to take a moment of silence. Let's do that. Oh, Michael, you're very upset. I need a moment. That's okay. You take all the time you need. There are many people around the world shedding tears about the passing of Queen Elizabeth. She was a very... Well, she was an incredible woman, wasn't she? She did her duty for 70 years. That she did. No other monarch has ever served that long. No, and she made some great personal sacrifices to do it. I don't think many of us would be able to do what she did. No. And my father also told me that she gave us strong words of wisdom during a certain time in our lives that I will not mention. Mm, She did. Many hard times, not just recent hard times. During the war she was there. Yeah. During Brexit and other big moments in Britain's history. She was a reliable figure for many people. She certainly was. All right. Well, that was a sad start to the episode. Can we change the tone a little bit? Are you happy for us to move on? Yes, we can. Because as the saying goes, the show must go on. That's why I wanted to get the sad part out of the way so we can focus on the more positive things. Excellent. I love your thinking. So one of the most positive things that I yes. have experienced in the last couple of weeks is that your TEDx talk has been released to the world. It has, yes, on YouTube. This was so exciting because, as you know, I didn't get to come and see you perform live in Sydney. Where was it again? Sydney Town Hall. And it was in late August, is that right? No, it was actually early August. Early August. There you go. So it happened in early August and there was a full day of TEDx talks in Sydney Town Hall. Yep. And you were one of the guests, guest speakers. Yes, I was. It was a very um, exciting moment. Well, I remember when the TEDx people asked you if you wanted to do it. What was your first reaction? I was actually quite surprised because I never thought that anybody would ever ask me to do a TED Talk because I'm not in the sciences or technology. But you are a person of interest. I suppose that's true. You were also a little bit worried, do you remember? Yeah, I was about the writing process because the thing is, I'm not a writer. I know, and you were also worried about the length of time you had to speak for. Yeah, I was. Plus, um, after a little while, people will just zone out because people have very short attention spans. Oh, not when it comes to you, Michael. Everyone's glued to your every word. (laughs) I kind of find that surprising. So how long was the talk all up? Well, my talk was about seven minutes at least. Mm -hmm. So you were asked to do this TED Talk and the next question was, what are you going to do the talk on? How did you land on your subject? 
Well, I didn't even know what to talk about. Um, but then I spoke to the people with um, TEDx a few times and then they suggested um, my life journey, life experiences, because that's what all led to um, my exposure in the world mm. and why people seem to have taken this liking to me in the first place. Well, when you walked out on stage, there was a huge applause and you wore your top hat. Yes, I did. Papa's got a brand new topper. (laughs) I loved your entrance onto the stage. Everyone seemed to love it too. It was a great way to make a first impression. How did you feel walking out? Slightly nervous because of the room full of people. Yeah. And because it it had been a while since I was on stage. Mm. It's somewhat daunting, but um, it's pleasurable in a way. And what was the name of your talk, Michael? It was called... Success wasn't what I expected, it's better. Such a great topic. And why did you choose that subject? Let me put it this way. I'm not the kind of person that anyone would expect to achieve great things. Why do you say that? Well, it's because I'm just another ordinary human being. I don't come from a wealthy family. I don't have have all these brilliant ideas going around in my head all day, every day. And I am not really, well... A member of the Kardashians. <laughs> Mate, I would watch that. If you were on the Kardashians, I would tune in for sure. I've never seen an episode of the Kardashians, but I would tune in if you were on it. Okay. <laughs> that's that's like the most influential thing that I could ever talk about. Mm. A decade ago, my perspective on success was getting married, buying a house, having kids, having a pet, and having doing really well in a, in a job. Mm. Etc. That's basically a domestic life. Mm. But now I see an actor's life as success. Mm. But but that doesn't necessarily mean that I've abandoned my goals of of buying a house and and getting a pet and getting married. I still want to achieve those things, of course. Mm. But you don't hold on to them as the only way to be successful. No, not really. Now, I do remember in your talk you mentioned, and I'm going to play a few grabs of your talk throughout this. Yeah. Here's a grab of you mentioning that your dad has been your role model for success. For most of my life, I looked to my father as a role model for success. He's happily married, he has his own house, he has enough money behind him, and he's able to do things his way. I thought that this was what success should look like. After Love on the Spectrum aired on Netflix, my father told me that I touched a lot of other people's hearts. I was not only surprised by people's reactions, but it gave me the confidence and the self-belief with fans applauding and supporting me that I could follow my dreams from childhood, which is acting and performing. Yes, that's right. Now, your dad's very important to you, and he's had a huge influence on your thinking and your behaviour, hasn't he? He certainly has. So when did you realise that your version of success didn't have to look like your dad's version of success? This is how it all began. When Love on the Spectrum first aired on television in November 2019, I didn't expect things to change. I thought that things life would just carry on as normal and that I'd have at least a chance to find a partner. But then um, two months later in January 2020, 
a director who's friends with Kean, the director of Love on the Spectrum, he um, came to my house to speak to me in person. I thought that he was actually going to come to me and, and give me some advice or guidance, but it turns out that he wanted to offer me a role. And you would never have thought that that would happen before Love on the no, Spectrum, I didn't. right? No. No, I didn't. Love on the Spectrum was the catalyst for a lot of changes in my life. And if it wasn't for that show, I'd still be a nobody today. You wouldn't be a nobody. You would be Michael Theo. You just wouldn't be known by thousands and thousands of people around the world. Yeah. And I wouldn't even have this podcast either. That's right. One of the other things that I loved from the talk you did was where you said, I realised that giving somebody else joy gives me joy in return. To give an audience joy and laughter is a really rewarding service. Yes. Here's an example. If I'm doing participating in a production or play, the audience will um will give massive rounds of applause, and it makes me feel great inside mm. because the the performance from these people gives the audience joy because it some, gives them something to laugh at or something to laugh about. It's also a bit of a way to um, distract people from difficult times. And also, I think too, Michael, and that's a great answer. But I think too, when people see you being you. And being open, I think it shows them that they can be themselves and be open too. Yeah, it does. And I'm actually pleased that it's inspired people to do that because really you can't be anybody else other than yourself. It's true. Although some people, you know, they overthink or they get nervous. Some people have anxiety. Some people find it hard to be themselves. Yeah, but I actually can relate to that because I actually have anxiety myself. I also tend to overanalyze things as well. But... If people can't accept you for who you are, that's their problem. So spot on. And my father even told me this, and I quote, we're all meant to be unique. And if we're all meant to be just live in uniformity, where's the uniqueness, uniqueness in that? Where's the fun? Exactly. I've got a saying about that. Let's hear it. We're all someone else's weirdo. That's a very interesting analogy. We're all quirky and unique. We're all different. Exactly. And there will be people that think we're weird. And that's okay. Because we're all weird. We're all unique. We're humans. Here's the ultimate riddle for humanity. Can humanity ever truly define the terms normal or weird? I don't think so. And besides, we're never going to have the answer and we're never going to figure it out. So why bother trying to, trying to determine what normality is? And I think that's what you're a great example of, Michael. Of going, this is me. This is authentic. I am who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. Like, for example... There's two, two types of cars. One will never be faster than the other, but the other one can be more reliable than the other. Sure, the, the faster car may, may function as a chick magnet, but the other car that doesn't look as flashy is far more reliable. Are you the reliable car? Yes, I would say that. I think you're a chick magnet as well, though, so... <laughs> Get this. I've had a couple of people in my family say to me that if I was rip, ripped as hell, I'd have women climbing over me. <laughs> I think you probably would have women climbing all over you anyway. I do not like the sound of that one bit. <laughs> because clearly they'll, they'll only be interested in me because of, because of how ripped I am. But the, but the attention does, does seem pretty flattering. Yeah. And so what about the attention from the audience? Because they gave you a rousing applause. Yeah, that felt great. 
that means more to me, a lot more than the attention that anyone could ever give me if I was ripped. And you got a standing ovation at the TEDx talk? So I heard, but I didn't notice because I was just walking out. Right. People just told me that there was. That's pretty impressive, Michael. Yeah, it seems to be. And I did hear too that you got a few laughs from people as well. Yeah, I did. Does it feel good when people laugh? Yes, it does. Because if they laugh, that means I've done my job. I'm doing what I'm, what I'm meant to do. There was something else that you said. I haven't given up the quest for love. I'm simply putting it aside for the time being why focus on some other important things. Exactly. But, funnily enough, in the last few weeks, there has been a, shall we say, friendship start between you and someone? Yes, I would say there has been. We told everybody in a podcast some time ago that you received an email from someone in Perth. Yes. Hello, I am a fun-loving 30-year-old single girl who would absolutely love to go on a date with Michael. I live in Perth but would fly over for the opportunity of a dinner date. I also share his love for all things food-related and German. Likewise, I love formalities and a man in a suit wins my heart. There has never been a birthday gone by when I have not received a yowie from one of my friends either. It's a long-standing favourite of mine. Every time he releases his new podcast on a Wednesday, it is the highlight of my week. I would be beyond grateful to meet him. Cannot wait to hear from you. Kind regards, Sarah. P.S. I also have glasses. I hear he thinks they make a girl look intelligent. That they do. Michael, Sarah from Perth. Now, we should explain that Perth is a very, very long way from where you are. Yes, it is. It's literally the other side of the country. Yes, but it's, but it's still in the same country regardless. Now, what's your first reaction when you hear an email like that? It kind of sounds almost too good to be true, but I do find this very intriguing. So tell me what happened after I forwarded the email from the lovely Sarah in Perth. I decided to send her an email myself to introduce myself and to let her know that I read her email on the podcast. She was very grateful for it. And then... For about five or six days, we started um, emailing each other back and forth. How fantastic. How were you feeling when that was happening? I felt kind of special in a way. We seem to have a lot of common ground. Have you spoken to her on the phone yet? Not just yet. But I am planning to um, FaceTime her because I like to put faces to voices and names. That's right. Now, are you the kind of person that stresses about what you're going to wear for something like that? (laughs) No. Because for a FaceTime, it's not necessary. Are you going to wear a T-shirt or are you going to wear a collared shirt? Is this a collared shirt? Yes, the one you're wearing right now is a collared shirt. Yes, I'm probably going to wear one of those. Okay, because you very rarely wear T-shirts. No, because T-shirts are for boys. Well. And teenagers. And I'm not, and I'm neither of those things. Okay. Well, you do look very smart in a collared shirt. Thanks. And I remember her saying something in the email about liking men that wore- Formal wear. Formal wear. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because that's your thing. Yeah. I am quietly excited for you. Thanks. Are you quietly excited? Yep. We might just continue these little updates from time to time. Yeah, of course. Just to keep track of this journey that you're on. Yep. 
So, Michael, I know that there will be a lot of very happy and smiling people listening to this around the world right now who think that maybe, just maybe, you might be on the pathway to finding love. Yeah, hopefully. Not not to get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We don't want to jinx this. Quick, touch some wood. Have you got some wood somewhere? Yep, heaps of it. All right, quick, hit it. This, this desk is made of wood. Good. <laughs> All right, so we will keep everybody informed, yeah? Are we allowed to do that? I know it's a personal matter. I think I think so. Well, if there's any reason to stay tuned to the Mr. A Plus podcast, then that is it. Sarah is, a, is considered an intelligent person. Makes me even more intrigued. Mm. Hence why I say the more intelligent a woman is, the more attractive she is. Because if I'm talking to someone who's ditzy, her brain wouldn't even have enough wattage to power a clock. (laughs) You don't want to be going out with a clock, mate. Absolutely not. (laughs) How would you describe the TEDx experience overall? Overall, I would consider it to be um, one of the most achievable, proud moments that I've ever achieved in life. Even though I don't really like to boast about it much. It's not boasting. I... Have my parents around to keep me grounded. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'll keep you grounded too. Good. That would be helpful. (laughs) I know you only had one ticket. They only gave you one complimentary ticket to invite one person to see you on the TED stage. So the question is, who did you invite? I invited my dad. I bet he was proud of you. He even told me that while I was speaking, he said to himself in the audience, that's my son up there. And what about your mum? Has she seen the TEDx video on YouTube? Yeah, she's, she's seen it and she was really proud of it. Well, for anyone that wants to watch the TEDx talk that Michael gave in Sydney a few weeks ago, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can just tap on that and see the talk in full and see you with your gorgeous top hat on. Yep, but I had to take it off. Why? Why didn't you do the full talk with your top hat on? I wouldn't even be recognisable. I had to take it off so that my full face could be seen. You wouldn't want your hat to fall off in the middle of the speech either. No, that would have been embarrassing. Michael, I would really love to speak to your dad and I can see him in the background there. Yeah. Let me have a word to him. Hello, Tom. How are you, Mandy? I'm well, thanks. Now, I do have to ask you how you felt going along with Michael to see his TEDx talk in Sydney a little while ago. I was absolutely packing packing it and I was nervous as hell. Um, I think I was more nervous than what he was being <laughs> being in the audience and I thought, oh, my God, I hope he's going to be all right. I hope he's not going to start putting his foot. What's the saying? Uh, putting your foot in your mouth, so to speak. Yeah, yeah that's the one. That's yeah, the one. yeah, yeah. So he's been sitting right at the back of the – right at the back of where all the audience was, practically biting my nails because I didn't know what he was going to, to deliver his speech and he just blew me out of the water. He was just – yeah. He was amazing. He was confident. His speech was inspiring. You know, it was just unbelievable. Well done, Michael. You, you made me proud as a dad. Thank you, Dad. If you said to me that you're going to have a famous son who's going to be inspirational and um, spreading love and light throughout the world and trying to help people in their lives in some shape or form, I would have laughed at you. You know, but here he is doing his thing and... Um, you know, God bless him for, for doing what he's doing. So, He does bring so much joy. It was really evident listening to the audience laugh and clap and I'm sure there were some big smiles when you were in that audience. Oh, yes, yeah. smiles and tears and all sorts of things. So um, he's very inspiring. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Tom. You're most welcome, Andy. Thank you so much for inviting me.
congratulations once again on an incredibly successful TEDx talk. And I really recommend everyone go to YouTube and have a look at it in full. Well done. Thank you, Mandy. It was an absolute pleasure delivering it. It was my honor. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Mandy. That was very helpful. And it was actually a really great podcast. It started sad, but it finished strong. Yeah, exactly. That's why I wanted to, um, as I mentioned earlier, I wanted to get the sad bit out of the way first so we can finish this podcast on a high note. Everybody, thank you for your time for listening. And I will tune in with you all again the following week. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you. In the meantime, stay tuned and stay safe. Take care of yourselves. My advice to you is trust your gut and follow your heart. I certainly do. Thank you.